<laughs> Goat League Assemble! Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Welcome in, Goats. It's playoff week. Um, I'm uh, super excited to talk about everything today. Uh, I know some of us, hopefully everybody will continue to, to listen, even if they may or may not be out of it. But uh got my, my boy Kyle on here. We're just going to talk today with no guests kick it old school how you doing man i'm good man i'm gonna pull a u and could you hear that pop i'm gonna pop a top and and uh enjoy a nice adult beverage on the uh on the show today nice what you got so uh tangerine flavored white claw i love these <laughs> that's awesome they're so refreshing. This uh, this box is it's the box. I'm sure some people in the league have had it, but it's got tangerine, which I love that flavor. Uh, it's got mango. Absolutely love the flavor of mango. Uh, watermelon, uh, favorite food, fruit, and uh, it's also got lemon, which I love lemon. So it's like it's my perfect assortment of flavors. I always remember speaking of watermelon when we were at Folly Beach for July Fourth when you were cutting the watermelons. Oh shit! Some of the damn damn near damn near went to the bone there. Yeah, some of the goats were were there to experience it. Um, well, and the thatch, the thatch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, thatch that. We probably all made it insta. We don't even know it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but but we had some crazy matchups this week. Um, obviously we had, you know, the playoffs determined, which, uh, which of course we'll get into. Um, but, and, and Charles, I just want to start this whole podcast off. Congratulations to the six teams that got in. Um, you know, just, it, it was really fun to see some of these teams squeak their way in. Um, some teams, um, dominated, and I still think that it's it's anybody's game with the six people that are left. So it's going to be an exciting few weeks for sure. Yeah, well, I, I as as one of the people that skidded into the playoffs, <laughs> I uh, appreciate your congratulations. <laughs> hey, you got to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to. Um, well, before we get too much into that, I know. Uh, I mentioned last podcast that everyone's here just to listen to us bullshit. And so let's get into it. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's let's start it off, man. I, I'm going to be honest with you. The the Bachelorette, I missed last night's episode. Um, there was just some great college basketball games on the last uh, shoot the past week. Um, started off. I love uh, watching Creighton play, you know, duh, uh, Greg McDermott runs a nice five out offense that. uh you know, they're just surgical, man. They they just slice and dice everybody they play. And, and they played Kansas, um, who's a top five team. And they got the best on-ball defender in the country. Actually, the Naismith Defensive Player of the Year uh, last year. And uh, it went right down to the wire. Um, it, you know, ended up being a missed free throw from overtime. So, um, and then right after that, as you know, uh, Carolina, Iowa, uh, which I, I knew how that was going to go. Um, you know, Carolina giving up nine threes in the first half. Uh, mm. It's just you, you're not going to win a game. I don't care who you are. 
you give up nine threes in the first half, unless you've hit 10 of those, uh, unless you've hit 10 or you've hit seven or eight or nine of them yourself, you're going to be in for a damn dogfight. And, and that's what Carolina was. Yeah, they, they, they were trying to, they were pretty scrappy in their comeback. And then, you know, they, uh, they were up 68, 67. I knew there's a huge rule of 69 moment happening and, um, yep. Iowa hit a deep <laughs> bomb, and I was like, "Well, shit, I'm just gonna watch a Ravens game now." <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was, but but the Big Ten is absolutely dominated, and and this is kind of, you know, this is kind of becoming the norm. You know, the Big Ten winning the ACC Big Ten Challenge, but at the end of the day, like like I said in the uh, group chat, you know, the Big Ten is a bunch of front runners in every sport. Like they're gonna be regular season. Uh, champs and they're going to look like the best team and and then you know when the NCAA tournament rolls around or the college football playoffs rolls around there's a there's a conference called the Atlantic Coast Conference that, that comes in and dominates so um, and I'm an ACC biased guy but I mean that's what happens when you win championships just like how we dominated Connor this year yeah He's a big ten exactly. guy. Poor poor Michigan guy, man. I feel bad for him. It almost makes me want to root for Michigan. Um I mean they're Michigan basically like anybody that succumbs to joining Jordan brand basically says like, Oh, okay, I'll I'll admit the University of North Carolina has a slight edge over me. And Michigan did that. Yeah. Even when Dean Smith beat him in ninety three, so too soon, uh, <laughs> uh, but I'm glad you mentioned Creighton because when I said uh, kind of thinking about sleeper teams, even though they're not that sleeper, like you know that that's actually somebody I want to talk about. You know, they've been dominating games they should have been. You know, last night, you know that was a close game. I think it was like you said, they lost by one, um, and you know Duke also lost. Um, I like Illinois. I really like Cockburn. Illinois. Cockburn is he is he's he's like uh John Coffey from fucking yeah. Green Mile. Yeah. And he's <laughs> he is a stud. Cockburn. It reminds me of uh uh that movie Trop- uh, Tropic Thunder, uh, director Cockburn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, next next time you watch Illinois, look how many ball screens Cockburn sets. Like they have him just going from ball screen to ball screen. Oh, it looks like he's just because he's mad. Looks like he's trying to play like with J, like when JJ Reddick, but like when four people would sit back to back to back. Um, yeah, it, it's just him running around doing it. It's yeah, it's like um, remember Mar Marcin Gortat for the Wizards? Yeah, of course. We, yeah, when John Wall got in the league and they would just run Gortat off all these fucking ball screens. Like that's exactly what Illinois is doing with Cogburn. So they're good. They're good. He's he's a, he, that Polish bastard. He was he was uh, iconic in a couple two K seven games probably. Who uh, who other you see some other sleeper teams out there? Um, you know I think it's definitely a little early to tell. I I, I know this is kind of way off the like legitimate program conversation, but. Looks like ECU might be better than usual um, as far as a little North yeah. Carolina talk. Um, yeah, I, I, I think your Seahawks are going to be heading in the right direction. I think they made the right hire there. Yeah, I agree. They're just, they started out slow. We'll see what happens with them. But 
Um, you know, I, I think uh, ACC-wise, I think Florida State, somebody, uh, I mean, that may be obvious, somebody mm-hmm. we should keep an eye out for more than, you know, than I feel like I've watched them or talked about. But it's still early in the season. Um, Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes could be the uh, – he could be a top three pick, Florida State point guard. He's like six seven. Uh, wears high socks, has like a mini fro. <laughs> he's he's really good. Nice. Is your uh, is Rob still there? That's his name, right? Yeah, yeah, he's still there. That's the video coordinator. We were actually we were texting the other night. Um, so he's he's an Ohio guy. So he, you know Cincinnati Xavier the other night. It was a big uh, big day for him, even though he's getting paid by Florida State. Um, but I, I t- here's my sleeper team. I got rich, the Richmond Spiders. Mm. I think um, they run the Princeton, and the Princeton offense is just very hard to guard, and they've got like six or seven uh, seniors. I think their whole starting five is like seniors and juniors, and uh, obviously they beat a bad Kentucky team. But um, I think when when you have an offense like that and you're old and your best players are – the point guard and the big man, like you're gonna you're gonna make a deep run. I think they're they're a team that like uh kind of like Dayton was a few years back where they could maybe sneak into that Elite Eight. Um depending on how many shoot we don't even know how many teams we'll have in the tournament. Yeah. If there if there will be one. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it's just it's kind of an enjoy it while it lasts. Thing. Yeah. Did you watch uh Richmond play Wofford? I did. Um, Wofford hung around with them. Yeah, they did. But uh, the, Wofford has a guy named Storm and another guy named Messiah, and Richmond took care of them. <laughs> Storm Murphy, man, he's a little he's a little Duke player, is what he is. But he's good. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a fun year. But like, you know, we got North Carolina. All these guys, except for Connor and Paul, are now located in. And Vic, uh, all you know, everybody's located in North Carolina. What what happens when a school has a game past curfew? Yeah, it's going to be. Are you allowed to go to that game? That's going to be interesting. Uh, I think I, I want to. I bet they may even shift around some some primetime games in North Carolina right. and other places to like noon games and stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if we see I that. I do happen. like that though. I think that's awesome that they're able to play these games at like three o'clock in the afternoon because nobody's actually in school. They're kind of, um, you know, doing online stuff. And, and uh, I think that's a benefit is that you're, they're able to throw, you're able to see more games um, throughout the day, which is nice. Yeah, no, that's, that's one of the best. It's like when the NBA bubble started in COVID first and like nothing else was going yeah. on. It was like, the bubble was awesome, and then it was like, eh, it wasn't that great. Right. You know, we were, like, basically watching, like, the seventh through tenth men play huge minutes, pretty much. Um, but, you yeah. know, D-Book and all them going nuts was, was awesome. No, yeah, it, definitely, it definitely added some excitement for sure. But, you know, it was like Jordan and I were talking. Um, remember the Notre Dame-Clemson game? You know, the, Chicago had that curfew thing still going on. And Chicago's a big Notre Dame, you know, uh, mecca for Notre Dame fans. And they were kicking people out of the bar while they were watching the game. Wow. Because of the curfew. 
So like, you 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 know whatever your political affiliation, you you're killing businesses, um, by watching these games, and and uh, it's just going to be interesting to see. I I'm not sold if if the, the I I would not be shocked, Charles, if college basketball said we're going to take a another month off of games. Yeah, and start back in and start back in January. I could definitely see that, and you know. It would it would suck, but as long as we get a postseason tournament this year, I'm good with whatever happens. Because <clears throat> that was the worst yeah. last year. I've been cut off like cold turkey. It was it was not ideal. No doubt. I say last year, that was still this year, but you know what I mean. Um, uh, speaking of football, did you watch the Mormons versus the Mullets? Yeah, I was uh, I was all in on that because I had Coastal Carolina plus ten and a half. Of course, they won outright. It was very epic finish with him dude for BYU almost scoring at the end on a crazy drive. I know. I know. I, you got to love a game finishing literally at the one yard. Line. Yeah. It kind of reminded me in a way of the uh, Friday night Lights. that and Titans versus Rams. Super. Bowl. Yeah. That's a great record. It, it wasn't right quite as epic reach, but he was like <laughs> right there. It was, it was nuts. Damn, I I forgot about that Super Bowl. Yeah, they they freaking mention it on in Castaway when Tom Hanks like goes away and he's like, "Oh yeah, we got a football team. We almost won the Super Bowl." <laughs> Shit, that's pretty surreal. Yeah, and he, and he to Tom Hanks is like, "Oh, all right." <laughs> he has no clue. <laughs> Shout out to FedEx. Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Virgin River, did you finish season two? Yeah, I did finish Virgin River season two. Uh, it ends very, uh, very suddenly sets up. There would definitely will be a season three or there'll be riots. Um, it <laughs> continues to be great scenery, you know, good cinematography. It's kind of soap opera ish, but it's, it, right, it's right. corny, but it's, it's, it's a solid watch and it's easy and it's, it'll keep you, you know, interested if, Anyway, I, I finished it up. It was pretty good. Um, looking forward to uh, to season three. We'll see when that's going to happen. Have you ever seen The Good Place? Somebody told me to watch that as like as like a recent um, sitcom that uh, is is good. You know, that's it's not quite like Parks and Rec or The Office or like New Girl or anything like that. But I heard it's it's a nice little. Um, fun watch it is i've seen uh i saw like the first three three four seasons something like that um i don't oh, know wow. if it's much worth to watch after that but the first few seasons are really interesting honestly it's a very uh unique concept yeah and can't sure. go wrong with I'm, I'm sarah a... marshall no or uh ted Daniel. yeah he's he's pretty funny in it honestly uh, I might, I might give that a, a a go. You got to. I mean, it's worth checking out. It's uh, it, it's there's it's it's a good storyline and it's kind of funny. Um, I like a I like an innocent show like that to like wind down to like last forty five minutes of of me being awake for the day. Yeah. Um, and I'm almost finished with Reno nine one one, so I'm kind of looking for that new kind of innocent comedy. I feel you. Um, you you definitely need something to fall asleep to that you you know it's kind of very just chill and like you said just light exactly um and you don't feel guilty like falling asleep halfway through no 
Uh, no, not at all. But I, I, I enjoy finding those shows. You know, Kaylee and I, we got to look for a new one. Um, I think, you know, at some point we'll, we'll have to give everything a, a look. Um, but before, <laughs> before we do that, um, I am going to shift us back over to football. Um, one thing, yeah, let's, let's get one into thing it. I don't feel guilty about is, is, uh, is pulling out the, the W this week on Craven. Um, but we'll start with our studs and duds. And the reason I bring that up and specifically Craven is because my biggest stud, of course, is Darren Waller, man. And, and Charles, can, go ahead and like elaborate on this Darren Waller, uh, phenomenon that only, seems to happen when you play Craven. So when I play Craven, Darren Waller turns into Superman. Uh, he, in two games versus Craven this week, week two and week <laughs> 13, Craven's best two weeks, uh, Darren Waller had a combined 25 receptions for 305 Insane. yards and three touchdowns. And so across several leagues, I'm sure that happened to, you know, a lot of people that played, you know, the week 13 team in week two. And, and it's just kind of funny. But, right. Um, but yeah, that that's absolutely nuts. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Yeah. It's <laughs> unreal. A, yeah. And a, in a, uh, cumulative aspect and a tight end position, I just, that as unreal to me, like you said, and then my other studs are, uh, Aaron Jones getting back rolling for Vic and then Josh Allen. And um, as far as fantasy player, like team wise, I would say myself because I had a great week and rightfully (laughs) so and squeaked in the play. Rightfully so. Um, Yeah, it was, you know, and we'll get into the playoff thing later, but you had a huge week and you you got um, the amount of scoring that that was needed to definitely clinch uh, as as there were other seven and six teams um, still fighting for a spot. My stud of the week is uh, Nunnery. You know, it, it, we've harped on it all year, but it's been a fun story. It's it, it, Nunnery is the co- – he's the he's a Chanticleer. He's he's the Coastal Carolina of the yeah. league. Uh, he's, he's very much Myrtle Beach at heart. Um, he's a lawyer, you know, but, but he's blue-collar. Uh, He's not used to winning, but this year he's been in first place and he, you know, finished third uh, in the regular season. Uh, it, the redemption, the redemption story is awesome. And he, Nunnery is the airbrush T-shirt on the pavilion in Myrtle Beach of the league. And uh, so he's my stud of the week. But I also want to shout out Vic because um, – he has done a great job of, of holding on to that second place by. And um, Aaron Jones came alive for him, had a huge week, uh, along with, you know, it's good to see Michael Thomas getting back consistent. So those are my, my studs of the week. Who you got for uh, duds? Uh, so I've got uh, Lick to end the year. You know, obviously mm. he ended the year on a, on a big losing streak. Brutal. Um, and – he, I mean, I won't point to anybody specific on his team, but James Conner is definitely somebody that hurt him in the long run. Like, that was another running back. He thought he had keyed up. That was just 
nothing and then getting hurt and COVID and it just sucks. So, um, and yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we kind of talked about, you know, Lick had the toughest road to the playoffs when he and I were both sitting at five and two in the league. Um, and we kind of broke down everybody's schedule for the rest of the, of the, the season. Um, and it, you know, as you can see his, his losing streak, uh, it's, it's unfortunate, but like he, he made some moves. Like he could kind of see the writing on the wall and he's like, I got to make some moves before this deadline and like hats off to him for trying to make something shake. Uh, it just didn't, it just didn't quite get in his favor, but I will say this lick beat me, which eventually was part of my demise among other people beating me. But, um, it was a it was a fun year for for him to be five and two, you know, for to be a, a dud. For me, my dud is Jordan. Um, it was good to see that cocky Jordan, like cocky, arrogant. Um, I'm gonna talk my shit, kind of Jordan. Like he he's definitely Conor McGregor when he's when he's winning. Yes. <laughs> And uh, and he was he was feeling himself, rightfully so. Had a huge. I mean, how many games did he win in a row? Six. It was five or six. I know that five know. or six. I mean, it was definitely the most of the season. Yeah. Um, and you know he was right there in, in the playoff hunt. It just uh, he just he, he the Chargers were not uh, the, the it was a dead battery on <laughs> Sunday, and uh, he ran into a buzzsaw with with Paul, and it just couldn't quite get that win he needed um and because of points his seven and six record puts him in um eighth place yeah and uh he had to play he had to play the two top point scorers in the league twice yeah is how it shook out he had to play yeah and that's you know charles so this part of it sometimes the cookie crumbles that way and and uh it is what it is Yep, you're right. Um, it all shook out. Um, it all shook out that way. And and the final standings. You you mentioned Jordan finishing eighth. We'll, we'll just we'll run through how everything finished up. Um, so of course we got Paul and Vic with the two buys, um, and and Mooney. Shout out Mooney for uh, winning the most points in the league uh, for a regular season by three point one points. Um, so another wow. good, yeah. Um, <clears throat> another good run there. Uh, then we got Nunnery at three, and then Weston at four, Mooney at five, me at six. So we're looking at me versus Nunnery and Weston versus Mooney in the playoffs. And then seven, eight, yep. nine, uh, Kyle, Jordan, Lick, and then 10, 11, 12, Allen, Craven, and Connor. Connor's officially our, our Sacco. Um, and we're looking forward to seeing, you know, how smart he is, how agile he is, how strong he is. <laughs> we're just chomping at the bit. <laughs> yeah, it's I, it's going to be a good it's going to be a good sacko punishment. I think everybody can get behind, and you know, maybe we can all tune in like live or something. Um, at least we'll get a video at the very least. But yeah, that would be awesome. I think it's going to be uh, it's definitely going to be fun to 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 see. And you know, hats off to Connor for winning one game this year. So. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> well, we would we would be uh, remiss if we didn't didn't give every uh, these matchups a quick recap to see how the the season finished out. Um, huge yeah. matchup this week was Wesson versus Vikram, and I know you're gonna talk about that one. I I love this matchup. It, first off, like I, like I said at the beginning of the the pod, like I think every team that's still in it can win, and Vic and Weston are definitely two of those teams. Um, Vic with with a slight edge, one twelve to one hundred seven. Um, Russell Wilson did not quite get it done for for Weston along with Kareem Hunt, but. I mean, damn, when you got Thielen and Jefferson and Travis Kelsey, like anything can happen, yeah. you know, and, and, and those dudes just constantly go off and they're consistent and word around town is Christian McCaffrey might be playing. Um, so that's something to look out for in the future. Um, as far as Vic goes, I already mentioned Aaron Jones having a huge week, you know, Wayne Gallman continues to, to do what he needs to do. Big win over Seattle. Um, but he just had a consistent week, you know, a couple 12, 15, 13 type points from everybody. Um, so, so that was good to see. Yeah, absolutely. And we, uh, the other game that was, you know, playoff teams playing each other, um, Mooney and Nunnery, they had a hell of a Mm. game, hell of a finish. Um, yeah, that came down to the Yeah. So Nunnery wins by two points. Um, there at the end w- uh, with uh, Mari Cooper scoring a, you know, pretty much meaningless touchdown um, yeah. to, to get exactly like a little over two points when he was projected. So it was like really close. Um, on the Mooney side, Josh Allen absolutely balls out and he's going to continue to be a set it and forget it quarterback um, with 30 points. Dalvin is obviously a weapon. Um, who would have known, you know, AP over Girdley is, is something that would need to be considered now. Um, I know. Gurley looks like he's back to what he was finishing out his LA career. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah, exactly. And then he had, you know, even with several good weeks from several positions, Raheem Mostert with only 4.8 and James White with 1.6 complete duds on that side. Um, but, you know, counteracted a little bit on this close matchup with Terry McLaurin dudding 2.4, Trey Burton 1.6, and Gibson getting hurt early in that game. be interesting to see how he progresses and if he plays. Um, but my man Nunnery hasn't messed with his defense all year, and the Patriots have been, you know, <laughs> subpar, I guess. They're like the number – well, they're number seven defense. Nothing to write home about, but very solid. Um, in part, bigly or hugely to – a 28 performance this week. Let's be real. That's what that's that monstrous performance from the Patriots defense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whooped ass. Absolutely. Whooped yeah. Ass. And Stafford, not to mention Stafford, he pretty much matched Josh Allen. Kamara's right there on the other side. I mean, his team's, you know, he, he has several good players that he should have had way better performances for. And he still scores one twenty. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll kind of r- roll right into you. Um, you know, you the you already brought up the Waller thing, but with Craven, you seem to um, bring out the best in each other because Craven had his best two weeks of the season against you, and still loses. <laughs> you know, like um, so it, it's unfortunate for Craven, but 
you know, he scored 113 points this week. You just you just went off. He had 142. Uh, Lamar Jackson played his tail off. He looks like he's back to to that MVP form. I mean, Nick Chubb was huge. Um, you know, your receivers were were just you know consistent. And uh, you know, Darren Waller and Cole Beasley. I mean, that's that's the name of the game right there. Who would ever have thought? <laughs> I know, I know. And um, it was a, uh, it was definitely a. Uh, I mean, you won by what was it, thirty points? So yeah, you know, big big win. Got you, got you the points needed to squeak in the playoffs. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think yeah, we do bring out the best in each other for whatever reason. Um, and then on to a much anticipated matchup that you uh, did not necessarily come true on the Nostradamus end of things. Um, playing Connor in a, way, in a way it did. In a way. But Connor did not beat you to keep you mm-hmm. out. Uh, it was 93 to 81. Um, you know, when you, when you first started out, you know, DeAndre Hopkins saved his day by having a touchdown. Pretty good day, 15 points. But other than that, you know, we've talked about it. They just can't seem to get him the ball on a regular basis. You know, he has some cornerback matchups that weren't super favorable, and they he's so good they right. shatter the shit out of him. Um, yeah, Devontae Parker should have had a way better game. Um, yeah, that was that one surprised me a little bit. Yeah, and it would have been him and exactly. You know, it is what it is. Um, yeah. But it was it was a good matchup. It was a good matchup. It was, uh, and um, we got Paul and Jordan uh, next. And you know, with with when it comes to Jordan, like I, his team was the best team in the league the last six weeks. I mean, he just went. I mean, literally was out of it. He was in Sacco contention and goes and wins. Um, to get a positive winning record to finish out the season. So like hats off to Jordan. He, he made some key moves, uh, some trades, some, some waiver pickups that, that got him some, some big wins, but uh, he just kind of ran into the, to the buzzsaw. He was kind of do this week, you know, outside of his running backs of Robinson and Montgomery, uh, nobody else really showed up. And, and, you know, on, on Paul's side, you know he's you know he's got Ezekiel Elliott now and he's got Diggs now. I mean that's twenty five points right there from a trade that he made. And you add in Jonathan Taylor's been playing well and and Tannehill had a big week. So uh, you know Paul got the win. I thought at the beginning he was going to squeak one out. You know if 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 the Charger trio had been uh, doing what they usually do, excuse me, more than a trio. Um. With he had he had four Chargers playing. <laughs> yeah, that is that's a that's a brutal like he he was rejected to have like a hundred and thirty something at one point I swear, and then yeah. it just like you said dead batteries um for for some of those players but um we'll hit this last matchup Allen's bench almost outscores Licks starting people. Yeah. Um, Allen wins a hundred to 73, we'll call it. Um, you know, he, he had a good week from some guys. Wasn't able to use Will Fuller, obviously. Um, Gesicki is really coming into his own at tight end. Um, and then, you know, he had Crowder, Ruggs, Higby all on the bench with over 10 points. Colts defense with 10 points. Um, Dolphins defense was a great pickup against the Bengals. And then on the other side, 
Lick just kind of continued his spiral. There's really nothing much else to it. He finishes the season with a losing record and in ninth place. Yeah, and that kind of rounds up the final week of the season. Um, you know, it's, it, everybody. It was fun to, to follow everybody this year, and I absolutely love you know uh, everybody in the league and and the six teams that are still in it. I, I, I like to see you know, somebody new win it this year, you know, no offense to you or, or Paul Charles, but I just, um, we've, we've had a new member of the league win it every year. It would be kind of cool to kind of continue to see that. And, uh, but you know, you and you and Paul definitely could win the league, no doubt. Um, it's just going to be, uh, it would be interesting next few weeks. Yeah, it's absolutely going to be, it's going to be very interesting. Um, you know, I, I kind of, I feel what you're saying. No, uh, you know, it, it has been nice to have a different member of the league be champion, but to be the first two-time champion would be something that uh, that I can't even begin to describe. Um, so, <laughs> I, I, I uh, we, we, like I said, we'll see what happens. I'm I'm starting out in a tough position. Um, yeah, and and another thing, you know, that's pretty cool when you look at years past is to see. Like, I think you've missed the, the playoffs a few times. I've missed the playoffs. Uh, I finished seventh four times and, and made the playoffs, you know, and led the league in scoring one year. Um, you know, Mooney's missed the playoffs a few times. Uh, outside of Weston, everybody's kind of been um, outside and inside uh, the playoffs. And, you know, so it's been kind of cool to see each year we still kind of don't know who's going to have a, a a good team and who's not. So that it just shows how competitive the league is. I mean, Connor's won the league and he's now at the bottom. And, uh, you know, so it just, it goes to show you that anybody, it could be anybody's year. And, and that's what makes a league fun is, is that we are competitive enough to where you don't see consistently bad and you don't see consistently domination. Yeah, it's great. There's a lot of there's a lot of parody, um, and you know, I just feel like it, it has a very competitive league. Like, I, I really don't feel like I get a matchup off versus anybody. Even the people, you know, when I play Connor, and I'm looking at him having one win. Whenever I played him, you know, I'm still not sitting there going like, okay, well, I set a lineup. Remember to do everything. I'm gonna win. Like, right. no, I'm going to get my ass beat if I'm not paying attention. You know, regardless. Um, right. So. Yeah, it's been fantastic. I, I appreciate everybody for tuning in all year. Obviously, we're going to keep this thing going, but just want to take the time to say that. And um, we we got a little treat for y'all, so let's let's kick it. Yeah, let's. Uh, this you know it's it's you know a couple weeks ago we did a fastest two minutes. Last week we did a wrap, and it's kind of fun to do something somewhat uh, fresh every week. And I'm glad we uh, came up with this idea. And uh, you guys take a listen. You ready, Chuck? On the first day of Christmas, the Goat League gave to me a playoff berth for Nunnery. On the second day of Christmas, the Goat League gave to me two few points for Jordan and a playoff berth for Nunnery. (laughs) On the third day of Christmas, the Goat League gave to me Three Mooney Wesson matchups, two few points for Jordan, and a playoff berth for Nunnery. 
On the fourth day of Christmas, the goat league gave to me four different champs, three Mooney Weston matchups, two few points for Jordan, and a playoff berth for none of me. On the fifth day of Christmas, the goat league gave to me five game losing streak. Four different champs, three Mooney Weston matchups, two few points for Jordan, and a playoff for Fernandri. On the sixth day of Christmas, the Goatly gave to me six Charles trades, five game lick losing streak. Four different champs, three Mooney Weston matchups, two few points for Jordan, and a playoff berth for Nunnery. On the seventh day of Christmas, the Goatly gave to me seventh place for Kyle, six Charles trades, five click game losing streak, <laughs> four different champs, three Western Mooney matchups, two few points for Jordan, and a playoff berth for Nunnery. <laughs> On the eighth day of Christmas, the Goatly gave to me eighth most points for Allen. Seventh place for Kyle, six Charles trades, and a five-game lick losing streak. Four different champs, three Mooney Weston matchups, two few points for Jordan, and a playoff berth for Nunnery. On the ninth day of Christmas, the Goatly gave to me nine wins for Vikram, eight most points for Allen, seventh place for Kyle, Six Charles trades, five game lick, losing streak. Four different champs, three Mooney Weston matchups, two few points for Jordan, and a playoff berth for three. On the tenth day of Christmas, the Goatly gave to me ten Kirkland shots for Paul, nine wins for Vikram. Eighth most points for Allen, seventh place for Kyle, six Charles trades, five game lick, losing streak. Well done. Four different champs, three <laughs> Mooney Weston matchups, two few points for Jordan, and a playoff berth for Nunnery. On the eleventh day of Christmas, the Goatly gave to me eleven waivers by Craven. Ten Kirkland shots for Paul, nine wins for Vikram, eight most points for Allen, seventh place for Kyle, six Charles trades, five game lick losing streak, four different champs, three Mooney Weston matchups, two three points for Jordan, and a player for three. Wow. On the 12th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me the goat league. <laughs> 12 honor losses, 11 waivers by Craven, 10 Kirkland shots for Paul, 9 wins for Vikram, 8 most points for Allen, 7th place for Kyle, 6 Charles trades, five game lick losing streets. Together now. Four different, different champs, champs. three U.S. two few points, points for Jordan, Jordan. and, and a playoff berth for none.
Merry Christmas, Goat League. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was that was fun, Charles. I, Paul will never live down that Kirkland, uh, that bottle of Kirkland vodka, will he? No, no, never live it down. He barely lived that night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He uh, first time in Fayetteville is a doozy for most. So <laughs> that was uh, that was a fun little Christmas jingle to uh, get into the holiday spirit. So, yep, absolutely. It takes me back to when we did uh, eggnog and when we were seventeen years old. I'm on that eggnog. Do I know <laughs> you? No. That was classic. It was, it was, it was, it was, it, was, it would be on CNC greatest hits if that was the thing. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. How do we, how do we think of that kind of shit, man? Uh, I don't know. We were sober. <laughs> <laughs> One time we went fishing on the river and stayed the night on the river and, and, and did a rap out there. I don't know if you remember. Yo, that's the definition of, of country meets rap. <laughs> <laughs> an awful rap about some girl that went to um, yeah meanwhile we're sitting there you know with our shirts off in the sun glistening because we're so white (laughs) good times good times yeah hell yeah it was awesome um well so these playoff matchups of course we got to talk about those yeah um the first one we've got uh We've got myself versus Nunnery. Nunnery, I'll be honest with you guys. I was not – it's not that I would rather play Nunnery than Mooney. I just – I just some of Mooney's matchups kind of scare me a little bit. Which, yeah. Um, I was really rooting for Nunnery and Amari Cooper. So, you know, nothing against you, Nunnery. But I, uh, I'm actually just as nervous now that I look at it. But I'm playing Nunnery this week. Um and I, I just thought it would be cool to go back and review, like, our matchup earlier in the season. Um, For sure. I started Joe Burrow because Lamar Jackson was on by. Lamar, uh, Joe Burrow, RIP, his season went off for 30, 35 points. Dang. Um, and then, you know, I had a good week. I had 121, and I was feeling really good. And then – Nunnery had Tyler Lockett go for 48 points. Yeah, that was uh, that was peak Nunnery right there uh, in that yeah. matchup. And, and that was, uh, you know, as we'll see this week, both of you guys have a, have two or three players that any week could go off for 40-some points. And, and in, just like you said, with Lockett or, or Darren Waller or, um, you know, Kamara or – Nick Chubb, like it, Cooper Cup, like it just doesn't, um, you know. There's there's a few guys you got that that have big play potential. I I like this matchup for both of you guys, so it's hard for me to to look at a winner here. Um, but I think, and this is something we talked about, Charles. I, I think when it comes to Nunnery's ultimate demise is going to be the fact that he never made any moves outside of a few waiver pickups this year. And I think when it comes to winning the fantasy football league, in any league that you're in, no matter the scoring, you have to constantly try to make a – you don't have to always make moves, but you have to make enough moves to keep that other team 
from kind of figuring out that algorithm. And I, I, that's one thing I worry about with, with Nunnery's team is I have sat here and looked at, for the most part, the same lineup for 14 weeks now. Yeah, he's made three moves. <laughs> so, like, when is when is the when is the luck going to run out from this eight and five team? That's that he's been at the top of the league, he's had a great year, and I think with his progression from the worst team in the league the last two years uh, to a playoff team at eight and five sitting in third place, I think next year's progression is now I've got it figured out. I'm going to start making a little bit more moves along with the the team that I've drafted. And I, I think, uh, I think this week could be a week that there's an upset, you know, we get a six seed to, to beat a three seed. So we'll see. Uh, it's going to be really close. I feel like it's going to be a good matchup. He has parts that I'm worried about, but you're, you're right. I mean, he hasn't made a lot of moves. He essentially, is the three seed purely from how good he drafted, um, yeah. which is pretty wild. Um, but I think hey, we're going to be slightly overshadowed by the best rivalry in the league, um, the best rivalry in the history of the league, should I say. Um, every year, it's a vicious rivalry between Weston and Mooney. Um, I talked in the group chat about how they've had some epic playoff matchups. This will be – uh, their third in five years in the first round. Uh, the second time they played, they tied. And wow. that was crazy. That, that was early on. Know, yeah, that was the second year of the league, I believe. Yeah, that was early. Uh, uh, Mooney changed his team to uh, team name to Challenges for, for Weston's famous challenges. Yeah. Um, if you don't know, <laughs> now you know. Uh, but. That was a, you know, it's been always been an epic robbery. Let's let's take a look and see uh, what happened earlier in the season. Um, yeah, what, what do we got with with them earlier in the season? Week six, Weston beat Mooney one hundred four to ninety one. Um, bit of an off week from Josh Allen. Um, yeah, this and, is when George Kittle was there too. Yeah, for somebody that like Mooney who who uh, scored a lot of points in the league this year, uh, ninety one points. Is, is a rarity in his uh, in his season. So, yeah, just no consistency. I mean, because he had George Kittle go for twenty one, a couple of guys go for twelve, but still he was right there. You know, at, at ninety ninety one. Um, on the flip side, Weston has negative from his defense, not so good of performances for many people. But then Kelsey, the ultimate equalizer, with nineteen. Yeah. Yep. And Justin Jefferson had his best week of the year with 36. Wow. So, ultimately, Justin Jefferson going nuts probably, you know, led his mediocre performance to yeah. one that, you know, it, was a, it wasn't the greatest Weston Mooney matchup we've ever seen, but. Right. Um, but, I it, mean, it, yeah. It was, uh, you know, looking into this week right now, like, if, if McCaffrey plays, that is a game changer. Yeah. Um, for, for Weston, you know, as he's projected to, to outscore Mooney by 10 points right now, just based off of McCaffrey starting. Um, I'm interested to kind of see Robbie Anderson in that mix too. And, and can Kareem Hunt kind of bounce back and get back uh, to, to doing what he's been doing all season. And then, and then on Mooney's part, like, 
you've got Raheem Mostert, and and I don't really like the Raheem Mostert play because it, I don't know if you realize this, but the 49ers are having to play in Arizona right now because of COVID and the Santa Clara County laws uh, prohibit them from from having football played in San Francisco. So, like, I, I think that makes a big difference. And then you got to play the Washington defense with that front line. I, I don't know if he can produce. On the other hand, Adrian Peterson's starting for him this week, Charles. And Adrian Peterson's playing the Green Bay Packers, who uh, Dalvin Cook's gone off. Basically, any running back this year has, has has had a solid game against the Packers' uh, front line. So, I think that could be a good play for him. So, it's going to be interesting to see um, this matchup. I mean, it, it is it is the premier matchup for a first round goat league playoff. Yeah, and a lot of that will depend for Nunnery's DeAndre Swift. Does he come back and be healthy? Yeah, um, if he does. I'm very worried because he's going to have a great game versus the Packers, but if they hold him out, you know, still not really sure how he's doing in AP plays could be a huge factor for Mooney. Um, you look at Weston and you look at DJ Chark, you know, who's been inconsistent with, you know, some inconsistent quarterback play. Yeah. They're just a you, bad team. Yeah. And then you look at his uh, bench options, you think, okay, maybe, uh, Maybe maybe he goes with a gut play. Maybe he thinks T.Y. Hilton's back and the Raiders' defense sucks. Yeah. And T.Y. Didn't T.Y. go off last week? Yeah. So T.Y. this year has you know he's not been good. Um, he he, you know, at one point should have even maybe been cut. Yeah. Um, but last two games, sixteen and twenty-one. Wow. And uh, he plays the same team he just had twenty-one against the next week in the semifinals if. Weston were to advance. Yeah, that's going to be um, it's going to be pretty interesting there. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, but uh, you know, obviously, these are two going to be very close matchups um, for sure. Uh, as far as our locks of the week go, since we only have a couple to pick this week, I'll just say you know you're you're eight and nine this year on the year. Now you took Craven over me last week. Um, had to, you know, Craven, you had to a B, uh, Craven had a great week. It was overall pretty good pick. Um, he just got wallered. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but, and I'm still an atrocious six and 11 on the year after I finally got one right with Vic over Weston for Vic to take the first round by. Um, and, uh, I'll go ahead and hit us off with our lock of the week. I'm going to go Weston over Mooney. Um, and what, some would call an upset, but, you know, with Weston potentially getting CMC back. Um, but even if he doesn't, you know, I, I like I like Weston. He's, he's been able to persevere without CMC all year. Um, you know, I think, I think Weston's been uh, – has been successful in this robbery. So, I'm going to ride his uh, coattails into picking his – as my lock. Uh, what, I, I like what that. Uh, I like that pick. I think – I think that is like you know obviously that's going to be the matchup of the week, um, and I think it could go either way, but I'm not going to go the opposite of you. I'm going to pick the other game that we have this week, and I'm going nunnery over you, Charles. I think this is this is the year of the nun. It and, is 2020. Uh, year of the nun. 
he has trusted in the Holy Trinity, and um, I think he's praying for a big win over you this week. So uh, I think Nunn takes uh, takes the victory and moves into the second round uh, of the Goat League playoffs. So let and, and can we before we move on from this, Charles? Let's uh, Weston Mooney. The winner of that game plays who? Okay, yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, so the winner of Weston and Mooney, I believe. Let me double check this, but I believe uh, they play um, Paul. Okay. Um, but and, I'm trying. And therefore, to... you, you the winner of your game with Nunnery will play will play Vic. So correct. Um, so that's kind of interesting for for Vic and Paul as they kind of just sit here with popcorn this week and and uh, kind of watch how things play out. And uh, I'm sure they have their picks that they're hoping for to have matchups against. Um, so so everybody's kind of tuned in this week. So that's awesome. Yeah, and if I uh, if I do squeak out the win, Vikram and I would have a semifinals matchup. Uh, it would be a um, a another matchup uh we had a, a good one in the championship he's yeah. who i played when i won and um we were the five six that year so um this year is the six hopefully i can i can pull a vikram and make a run um against vikram but uh we'll 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 see what happens as yeah they, we'll, uh, we'll get back say. to that next week and, and kind of see how it plays out uh, as uh the, the two guys on by are are chilling this week uh, what about what about what about NFL locks of the week? Who you got, Charles? Uh, this week, I, I talked about T.Y. Hilton earlier versus the Raiders. Um, I, I am going to pick the Colts over the Raiders. <clears throat> um, okay. Last last week, I picked the Bills over the Niners. I was able to get that one. You picked the Bears over the Lions, and somehow the Lions came out and and I know one by three. Um, but who do you have this week? Uh, this week I got the Redskins over the Niners. I think, like I mentioned just a second ago with Raheem Mostert, I don't like the 49ers having to play their games in Arizona right now. Uh, every, every game is essentially a road game from here on out, even if they're playing in Washington or, or wherever. Uh, so I, I don't like when you got to be away from your families past Christmas and that's sitting on your mind and you, you know, you're, you're fighting for, uh, a possible playoff spot right now. Um, your quarterback's out. There's just a lot of factors going on. I'm, I'm taking the Redskins. They're hot right now. Huge win over the Steelers um, yesterday. And Alex Smith, comeback player of the century. The fact that he's playing football, the fact that he's walking, let alone playing football, is insane. Uh, so, you know, hats off to Alex Smith. And, and that just kind of goes to show you, like, even if you got it, you think you got something going on that's bad and, you know, your life's a little down, like you, you got to have that Alex Smith mentality and get back out there and, and just, you know, bust your tail and, and uh, perseverance, man. So I'm, I'm on that train. Yeah, I, Alex Smith is awesome. Uh, his comeback has been fantastic. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I hope, you know, he actually had a – and a little bit of like blood gushing this last game, and I yeah. was worried for him. And he came back in there and did the damn thing. So, and and, and um, I also I want to apologize to my indigenous people. Uh, it's the Washington football team. 
Sorry. That's right. That's right. Um, I always miss that one. And, and it, we're looking at, I'm even looking at our little outline that we make before this and you, you even wrote Redskins. So I know, just, I know. <laughs> I know. It's I'm just second myself. nature, man. Hey, it really but, is. And, and uh, <laughs> it is what it is. I know I don't mean anything by it. I think I got a little, little Cherokee in me somewhere down the line. So um, no doubt. I don't, I don't know if I get a pass. I don't know. We'll have to determine. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's like you have to have it be at least like a quarter to get a pass. I don't. I don't know how that works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or at least. <laughs> well, what, what you got? What you got for betting looks? Uh, so betting corner this week, I like. Uh, I don't remember everything I had last week, but the over in the Browns Titans that Connor questioned me on absolutely crushed. Crushed. Um, Patriots plus six versus the Rams this week. I think the Patriots are going into their own. I don't not going to pick them to win, but I think it's going to be close. Yeah, um, for sure. Jaguars Tennessee is that weird AFC South battle. Tennessee coming off a big game, big win. You know, kind of like a post birdie fuck up situation. Uh, <laughs> I could see the Jags winning or not winning, but uh, covering seven and a half right now. Um. The Chargers, after their dismal performance, and the Falcons having a pretty decent, you know, they didn't win, but they're looking a little better, I guess. Right. Um, the Falcons are favored by two and a half. Give me the Chargers. I like the Chargers here too, Charles. Um, Saints have clinched that division. They've or they've clinched the playoff spot, uh, and uh, I think you're going to start seeing a little bit of. Uh, the Chargers are still hungry. You know, they're young. They're still playing. I think Atlanta's on a rebuild. I, I agree with – give me the Chargers two and a half. All right. Uh, yeah, we need to – they're going to be charged back up this weekend. So, um, it's – they're due. Um, uh, I'll give you a money line bet and then a totals bet, and then and then we're, we'll wrap things up. But, you know, sure. the Steelers get their first loss. Uh, the Bills absolutely looked great. And uh, the the Steelers are are dogs this game. So wow. give me Steelers money line uh, to rebound there. And then right now the over under in the Cowboys Bengals is somewhere in the forties. Uh, go ahead and take that under before it moves. Yeah, that's um, a, that's a good under to have. So that's that's my betting corner. I like it. I like it. Uh, well, <laughs> this was a fun episode, man, and and it's. It's it's bittersweet not having a guest on, and I'm sure we'll have some going next week with with who wins. Uh, but hey, hats off to everybody this season, those that are still playing. Um, I look forward to following you guys, and uh, let's let's make this a a fun little uh, few weeks of playoffs here.